And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And autumn is here. Fall is here. Finally, there's brisk. We're we're pulling out extra layers. It's what, it's what Arizona is just so famous for. Other parts of the country are getting bitterly cold. Here we get beautifully warm. And then at night it gets cold. And then it gets beautifully warm. And then it might be cold, beautifully, or just kind of, it's perfect, bright, sunny days. You know, I was back in Cincinnati oh, a couple of weeks ago, some business trip. And man, I mean, Ohio's great. Lots of Ohio folks are, are here. And, uh, but it was gray. It was just always gray. Even the fall colors are pretty, but it was just gray. The sky was gray. Everything was gray. Here, you come back here, we've got fall color. And the skies are beautiful, bright blue, sunny. You just feel better. I don't know. A corporate move took me to uh, Sacramento. So Lisa and I, our family, moved up to Northern California for a while. And Sacramento, there it's it's a river town. There's two rivers that go through. The Delta's right there. It's, it's a magical place. You can go up into the mountains. You can go over to San Francisco. It's got everything. But in the winter, it was just foggy all the time and it wore you down. I find that I need to see the sunshine. Maybe I'm just a Arizona boy, grew up here, just kind of born and raised. And I need the sunshine, but I think you just feel better being outdoors and fresh air and just some, some, some bright sunny days, no matter how cold it gets. So anyway, right now, what you're finding, your, your fall garden, your autumn plants are showing off. I go, no, it's beautiful. Oh, look, I'm just so happy. I'm going to turn red, purple, yellow, gold, orange. And then they drop their leaves. So when the leaves have dropped, you can go ahead and rake those up. In fact, I'm, I'm thinking about a garden column right now, just uh, what to do with fall colored leaves, uh, how, how to actually turn them into like compost gold. Uh, but right now, really, it's it's do not leave the leaves over top of your gardens. They tend to suffocate. Though your plants need the warmth of the sun, they need to not be buried under all this this leaf mold. They want to they want to be exposed. Your bugs will hide underneath the leaves uh, of disease spores. So some powdery mildew and leaf spot. They kind of hide underneath all the the leaves. So I tend to let them drop. I don't pick them up as they drop. I just, I let them all get done. So the maples will completely get done dropping their leaves. Then I will go through and rake them up. And, and if they're not diseased or I had any issues with them, I'll kind of compost them. If they've been spotted or had any kind of issues, they had some aphids, it's something happening. I bag them up and I throw them away. They're in the, that, that, uh, that week's refuge pickup. You're going to trash guys are going to be happy with me with, with leaves or not happy. I don't know. I don't want them on my property. So I get them out of there. So I, I don't want to perpetuate issues next spring, but no matter what, whether they're diseased, whether they had bugs, whether they're healthy, whether what don't leave them just laying on top of the lawn, laying on top of your flower beds, laying on top of your, your rose beds, late gather them up, rake them so that the air gets, the, the gardens get, uh, they get sunshine. Don't let the bugs hibernate underneath the leaf mold. Don't let spores sit there and mildew comes right back at you in like end of February, March. So kind of just rake them up, get rid of them, 
and, and then uh, you, you OCD folks, you're allowed to sort them out by colors. So the yellow ones over here, the, the red ones over there, the green ones, the brown ones over there. Just poke it at you. It is kind of fun to have leaves. I mean, they are artistic. I mean, you can have some really serious fun, like put them between wax paper. You can have fun grandkid projects. It's fun to sort them by size, by color. It's fun. Fall is beautiful. Your perennial gardens. So a lot of your flowers, your perennial flowers, wildflowers included, they hibernate underground. And so with that being said, they're going to be brown. So they, they turn color just like your trees and shrubs do. It's just you don't see them as much because they're just you know ankle high or knee high. So let them do their thing. Let them turn brown. And then you can go ahead and cut them back. So there you can just take a weed whacker, a lawnmower, whatever. Uh, what I tend to do, if the, if, if the perennial looks pretty, whether it's in bloom, in green or brown, listen, I'm thinking chrysanthemums. They're a beautiful plant. They've been in bloom for two months. And even when they turn brown in the autumn, which they're getting close, they're, pre they're pretty. They just have good form. They're nice and balanced. They're, they're pretty shape. I'll leave, leave that right there, just, just intact. I'll let it go through fall. I'll put some pumpkins with it. It's, even when they're brown, they look like Thanksgiving dinner. I leave them out there. And then eventually what happens is the, the snows and the weather of, of winter kind of beats them up. And they start to lay down. And they look mangy. Or, for me, I've got them in containers and so the, 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 I'm in the hot tub and the wind starts picking up the spent flowers and it blows in the hot tub. I'm going, okay, that's it. I'm not going to clean up after this. They get whacked back. So you don't feel pressure to cut things back. But eventually, as they start to fade and they hibernate underground, you can go ahead and at your leisure, cut them back to the ground. Well, kid, that's a good idea. I'd love to do that. I'd love to clean things up. How far down should I go? As low as you can go. Lawnmower height. I mean, we're talking inches to the ground. Just, just cut them back. Just, just cut them right back. There's, it's a, a huge fudge factor, error factor. You can't make a mistake. Just get rid of all the, just clean it up at your leisure. As soon as they're brown or straw colored, that would go for your native things like gallardia uh, or, or coat blanket flowers. Another name that goes by. Uh, I would say your iris. They appreciate being cut back. And so the fresh new foliage comes up next spring. Um, in fact, you might cut those things back. And what really benefits your flower gardens, they really like a two to three inch layer of mulch or compost, not manure. Manure is a bit harsh on things this time of year, especially on bulbs, uh, tubers like iris, daffodils, tulips, that kind of stuff. They don't like manure, but compost they love. So you might put a two to three inch layer over cross of that, and that, that'll ensure that the roots stay moist, uh, that the compost will break down and become available to the flowers. It ensures that that freeze-thaw cycle, the, the uh, heaving of the soil. So during the day, it warms up. In the evening, it freezes. And so we call that the soil will heave. It actually gets real fluffy and light. Well, that, that actually destroys roots in your gardens. So you really don't want that. 
that two to three inch layer of, I use premium mulch. We make our own mulch here. It's organic. It's safe for your pets, the birds. It attracts worms. It's a lot. It's good stuff. I'll put a two to three inch layer over top of the gardens just to keep the weeds down, keep the moisture in and keep the soil from heaving. So I would cut back those perennials, your yarrow, uh, your, your uh, echinaceas, your, your Mexican hats, your whatever it is. As they brown out, cut them back. I throw a two to three inch layer of mulch over top of them and they are going to be happy. Next spring, they will come up with, with uh, vigor as because you cared for them now. They realize that and then they hibernate better. They come out of it next spring, even stronger, bigger roots. And so go, don't people keep asking, when can I cut back? When can I prune, kid? When can I prune? I never rush it. I mean, you've got, really, we start, we enjoy the holidays. Then we start cutting things back because we've been eating, we've been drinking too many, <laughs> too much eggnog. The hams and the turkeys are just, you you just can't eat anymore. You put on your holiday weight and you just need to be outdoors. And so you power up the the, the pruners and the cutters and the, the weed whackers and you start doing it after the new year. But you can start earlier than that if you'd like. So to some of you folks, it just really drives you crazy to see some spent flowers out there. Cut them back. Go for it. When they're brown, cut them back. You're not going to hurt them because they've already hibernated underground uh, so they're just waiting it out down there, but keep, keep that root healthy. Keep, keep the, and they'll start growing. Some of the things will start growing the first of January. We're talking mums, uh, uh, yarrows. They'll start taking off right away. Oops. Sorry about that. My plant, my phone's going off. My bad. I should turn that folks. When you're tuned into the mountain gardener, make sure you turn your phones off, including when you're the host going out into, I don't know if that came across the, uh, <laughs> the microphones. Phone just goes off. Okay. Oh, Be right back with more after this. <laughs> 